It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hi, how are you? It's jobbing out. I was really trying to do this, man. And I, I realized I meant to do it before we like hit record. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie about it. Like, it was one of those things that I had on my list that I just genuinely didn't get to. So I don't have an episode number for today. You guys can give it an episode number if you want. I got nothing. All right, not everybody zero at once. For zero, zero baseball games missed. I don't know. Oh, is it official? Did they get it done? It, it sounds like it's about. Well, yeah. Okay, there's a big difference between that and that. Like they've been, it's been sounding like that for. All right, the number that I was looking for, the number that I was looking for was six thousand nine hundred thirty. Episode number six thousand nine hundred thirty of jobbing out was the number I was looking for. Um, is that the number, I don't, is that the number of tickets or something? Mm, no, it's not. Uh, is that the number of, no, that would be too little. I was like, the number of minutes in NXT 2.0 before things went really weird? 6,930 days since. Since Dolph Ziggler had a singles championship? No, that's not the one. Since that was significantly more recent than this particular. You got to really think about how long ago six thousand nine hundred thirty days. Something about Austin. Yeah. Something about Austin. It was his last match. It was six thousand nine hundred and thirty uh, days ago. Of course, th- call this whatever you want. All right, we'll get into that here. Uh, yeah. Glenn Clark, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton for jobbing out. Um, Aaron is afraid that I'm going to lose my mind when we get into the AEW recap, so he has suggested that we begin the show with WWE so that we just get through all of that and I don't run over by freaking out and flipping. Like, it sounds like you're trying to play the role of babysitter today, Aaron. I, I think that's a you know decent production work, so we don't you know fit the entirety of WWE into two minutes. I mean, I don't know how much more there is to say <laughs> for what <laughs> but it's hey, worth. There, there might be ten or fifteen minutes, so that way you know Maybe. we get the ten or fifteen minutes. Maybe. Um, look, I, you, obviously the the story, if you will, of the week is the the Austin thing, but it goes back to what we talked about it when uh, this began. This is nothing about this is good, but it's okay. If you just call it a match, and I don't understand, like I, I cannot fathom what the scenario is by which you have him, he's willing to do physical things, and you can't decide that you can gimmick it enough to call it a match, other than the idea that he quite simply said, whatever we do, we're not allowed to call it a match because I personally want my final match to be the match with Aust- or with The Rock. I, I just that, can't that's fathom my guess. it. Yeah, that, that's my take as well. And the only thing I could say at that point is, if, if, if that's it, you can't do this. If he's unwilling to call it a match, 
This isn't about you can announce Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be a part be a part of WrestleMania however you want to do it, but to take Kevin Owens out of an actual match. Well, well, wait. <laughs> yeah, mean, that's I was assuming gonna... he had anything to do, which well, it doesn't. Feel no, like no, no, no. There's hold on. I, I'm going the other way on it. Is it possible that he does the KO show one day and has a match the other day? I I think that's only possible if. They don't have Cody Rhodes, and they have no opponent for Seth Rollins, as we've seen in the last twenty-four or, or hours. What about a tag, or a tag yeah. match? What would the tag like, match be? RK Bro suddenly has the tag titles. Well, I understand, but they were just in a triple threat. I mean, if you want to just do it again for the hell of doing it again, sure, yes. you always yeah, can. Plus, they're pointing them towards the street profits. It feels. Like. I would think that was the route that you would so, be going. So then they can book like nineteen rappers to come out with RK Bro at WrestleMania. Right, exactly right. Um, <laughs> we've read in the last twenty-four hours. That I was completely accurate and sniffing around. The plan was Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. So if you don't have that, then it seems pretty obvious to do a Kevin Owens-Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania. Doesn't seem to be all that hard to come up with. If you've got Cody Rhodes, then you're not doing that match. And so what are you forcing Kevin Owens into? You might accidentally run into a scenario where it's not an abomination because you get a Kevin Owens-Seth Rollins match, and that certainly feels worthy of being a WrestleMania match right now, so I think I'm good with that. But if you don't get that, if if Cody Rhodes is going to be a part of WrestleMania, then this is an abomination. Like, there's no getting around it. There's nothing for Kevin Owens to do, and that could be fixed if it was just a match. Not, again, that it would be good, but at least it would be a Kevin Owens match at WrestleMania against Stone Cold Steve Austin, whatever that looked like. I I just never believed this was going to be a match, so I never like I never went down that road. So I'm a little less. This, but we're on the road now. Aaron. I know, no, no, like... no, well, no. I mean, I never went down the road of Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to be in the match. Like I always assumed what was coming out of this was some form of a segment. I, right, so, but that doesn't help us now. <laughs> we're, we're... I, I understand. I understand. I'm just saying I'm up over it because I never believed the other thing was a possibility. You're not saying anything. You're just sort of saying what, what you thought something was going to be. What What do you do now? How do you fix this? Th- these are these are the scenarios that we're in. Like saying I didn't think this doesn't really help that much. Like I, uh, the the way you fix it is you don't. You know, honestly, if Cody Rhodes either if Cody Rhodes doesn't show up, obviously that's the way you you put him in a match with Seth Rollins, or yeah, you just put them back in a tag team match. You do have to. You should, as you're absolutely right. You better have Kevin Owens in a match. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing here? It's Kevin Owens. He should be in a match. Find a match for him to do. I don't care what the match is. Well, no, I do care what the match is. Don't, don't put him in a match with Omos for just and giggles. But, um, you know. By put, the way, I don't Seth- know what that match is at this point. I don't know what Omos is doing at WrestleMania either. Right. And that's problematic. Uh, now, to, to me, it almost feels like an Andre moment, which, fine, whatever, you know. When you say an Andre moment, you mean the the that he the, wins the battle royal? But yeah. But are, do we know that there even is a battle royal? No, we don't. Especially because there's not that many people on the card, and there's two days, or not many people on the roster, and it's two days. So you're right. We don't know that for a fact. I just, I legitimately don't know what they're doing with Omos, other than it seems like they're still building him for something. Yes, they they definitely are still trying to present him as being a part of what they're doing, but there's just nothing for him to do, at least at the moment. It doesn't appear to be the case. Um, I. 
whatever you believed, I, I don't. I almost, and I mean this all due respect. I don't care. It's it's you sort of irrelevant. It's just kind of irrelevant to the, the debate. I don't want Stone Cold Steve Austin to be in a match at WrestleMania. But in trying to solve this problem, if you don't have a Seth Rollins to spin back to, I, I just don't get. If Stone Cold Steve Austin is romantic about the way that his final match was, God bless him, right? Like, I, I can't knock anybody. The other thing I would say back is this matters to absolutely no one. And, and this has gone, we've gone through this a billion times. The number of times that we've pretended like someone's final match was really important when it happened is overwhelming. The number of times that still mattered a day, a week, a month, a year later is next to zero. I don't really understand what the hang-up would be. Why wouldn't he if he's willing to fight? Because, again, the argument would be he doesn't want to embarrass himself. But if he's willing to fight, if he's willing to do something physical, why not just agree to call it a match? Well, the question is how much is this more than he's going to kick him in the corner a couple times and give him a stunner? Is is that it? If that's all it is, it. then then he's oversold it. Then they then they've screwed up further by letting him run the video that he ran and talk about kicking Kevin Owens' ass. He is overselling what he's doing. If it's nothing other than one stunner and that's it, right? And is it going to turn into him bringing out Shawn Michaels and well, Booker that, T and JBL and them all doing stuff to I, him? You know? I mean, that's what it was like. Like the last time we saw. You know, Stone Cold do anything physical was at WrestleMania in Dallas when it was him and Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley attacking the New Day and the League of Nations. But and we weren't. But they didn't oversell that. No, I, I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just. They, saying, they have like, painted themselves into a problematic corner by having Stone Cold Steve Austin get all of these clicks and views for a video he put out on the internet, which again, worded super wonky. Call it a KO show or a fight or you know, it's it's insane that they can't just define this in some way. But now they're selling. You're getting something. You are really getting Stone Cold Steve Austin doing physical things the internet the world has been sold that bill if all you're getting is a stunner they've got a far bigger problem on their hands if you're not just getting a stunner why can't you just call it a match exactly and that's why i think that it can't be more than you know maybe more than a stunner maybe it's the luthes press plus a couple you know stomping a mud hole into the stunner um but yes if this is actually supposed to be you know, even three or four minutes of physical activity, it should be a match. And it's a bigger problem to me if it's not because you've oversold now. You've 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 tried. You've sold. You need to buy WrestleMania because Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin again. And if you're not doing anything of significance, I mean, we're getting into the territory of it's a fraud, you know? Like, it's really fraudulent at some point. And I get it. It's professional wrestling, right? Like, I mean, I mean, we, we just sold, you know, Brock Lesnar having a big mystery opponent, and it was Austin Theory. Yeah, but that wasn't, that wasn't to the world. They sold I, I that to a small number of people in New York. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a big difference in, in, in a, you know, a house show in New York versus wrestle-effing mania being what it is that you're selling. I, I, am, I am befuddled by it. I wish, you know what the funny part being, as much as I don't want it, again, if they do all of that and he just says, you know, not only a show, you got yourself a match, 
I'm willing to say, ah, for F's sake, and just live the fantasy, right? I'm willing to just live the stupid, this is awful, but it all makes sense. It's Kevin Owens, Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's been a thing. When Kev, what year did Kevin Owens sign, Aaron? 2013. 14. 14. So eight years ago was when Stone Cold cut. He cut that video like the week that Kevin Owens signed, right? It, it was around there, yeah. I mean, it's definitely that summer. It, we're talking about an eight-year brewing thing. No matter if I know it's a dumb idea, and no matter at least it's the culmination of a story, and and I, as a professional wrestling fan, can get behind the idea of a culmination of a story. All you got to do is say the word match. Like Th- that's the weird thing. Like I, I almost don't think that it can be an impromptu match because they would want to build like they'd want to build that. Of course they would. Like of yeah. course they would want it built as a match. Of course that's the case, which makes this so much worse. Like every layer of this is is it comes off desperate. It comes off as he's not agreeing to do the thing that you want, but you desperately need to sell tickets anyway. This is Firefest-ish that we're talking about now. We don't have anything for you we don't have food we don't have shelter we don't have any of these bands but we're gonna take your money anyway and give you something else and hope you won't sue us afterwards like this is set up to be we're going to sell you a premise with a huge bait and switch because he doesn't actually want to do it but he's under contract and we're willing to pay him so you know he'll take whatever money we give him despite the fact we're not getting the thing that we want this comes off as one of the all-time blunders to me in WrestleMania history, selling this, building an entire Raw around it, putting out a video that got boatloads, dancing around the fact that it's not actually a match, trying to sort of advertise it like it is, but it isn't. This, to me, is a, I mean, literally fire festival in in the way that it's it's been built up. Yeah, uh, it's weird. That's why they call him the best color analyst in baseball. It's weird, man. I mean, you said it all. Let's move on to something else. Thank you. Donna might tap in. <laughs> Going Bob Uecker. I yeah. like it. <laughs> you, leave, you, leave, you leave the ball hanging on the rim, just waiting for somebody to tap it right back in. I appreciate it. Well, tell me what you want to talk about then, because I'm doing all the talking. I mean, what else is there to talk about WWE? I feel like aside from NXT, which will be a separate topic, I think that we're in that time frame now where we're just, like, trying to shore up everyone's... I mean, there is a couple weird things out there. Like, they switched the United States and Intercontinental titles. And tag titles. And tag titles. And that's obviously deliberate to set up something for WrestleMania, but I'm not so sure where any of that's going right now. I mean, you've got people that they're sort of pointing at two of those people... But that doesn't mean for sure that a month from now that'll be the rest. Like, I feel pretty secure that Finn Balor, Damian Priest is probably going to be a match, right? Like that. Yes, I mean, that's very clearly, clearly uh, Vince going, oh, we can go a demon against a priest. Let's do it. Right, right. And but doesn't the doesn't the um, the street profits thing feel more like they have to pay off that mistake from two weeks ago? I don't understand what. Well, this... they weren't supposed to win the match. It was like Randy Orton was hurt or whatever, and they just finished I, the match. I, and I, I guess that's it. But, like, if this wasn't 
what we were planning. Like, if this was supposed to be Riddle Orton, like we were all planning, like they're really doing that for Mania. That's a weird bit. And if they're and if they're doing Riddle Orton still, and that's like what they had to have them win the titles again just to lose them before WrestleMania. I mean, right. All of it is a mess. The only other thing I could think of is they're going to blow off the Street Profits thing next week or something or two weeks from now. And then there's going to be some kind of stunt booking thing, you know, where it's like, I don't know who. I mean, the the Usos don't have an opponent currently, right? But if they they, 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 do another title for title, I mean, I don't know. There just doesn't seem to be a clear answer right now. That's and that's what you know. We talked about this last time. I think the last time AJ was on, or maybe it was for the picks or whatever. Where I was like, you know, you you could hang on to RK bro, but there's no real opponent for them for Mania unless you were going to do Owens and Rollins, which you know by that point we realized probably wasn't going to be the case. So when they won on Monday, it really shocked me because again, even if you want to drag out the Street Profits thing, like when. It seemed destined for Orton Riddle. It feels like, as much as I love the Street Profits, that seems like a s- far smaller match for them at Mania. It it's definitely yeah, it a smaller like, match. There's no debate about that. Yeah, it, it it feels like it feels like they didn't know what to do, and so they're doing that. If that's the match, like it just feels like they had no other idea. But they they had the match. It was Riddle Orton. You have Riddle and Orton lose. You have Riddle uh, Orton turn on Riddle, and you have the match. Yeah, but they had the match if they did that a month ago. Like we talked about this. I I understand, but you still had it. It was they had the match if they did that two months ago or a month ago or whatever. Like it's March tenth as we talk today. WrestleMania is in less than like three weeks. It's three weeks. That's that's why Monday was the spot. Well, but how could you even justify doing it then if you didn't do it? I disagree. I think this would have been the last chance. In in the idea the that chance. the right. idea okay. that you have already announced other matches and you'd like to keep adding things as we get closer, but there is a cutoff by which you don't want to announce something big literally the week beforehand because you can only get so much bang for that buck. I could certainly see where you say let's add one more big thing to the card here three weeks out. And again, I, it. This this does start to make you wonder about the impact that the Cody Rhodes thing is having on the card. And if they've had to scramble and cover some things and reconsider plans or whatever it might be. And ultimately, if it comes out and at the end of the day, it's it's Riddle and and Randy Orton against Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. That feels like a big thing. It's but awkward that you're going to have Kevin Owens try to do both of these things at the same time, but perhaps knowing that the Kevin Owens thing or that the Stone Cold thing is such a fraud, you basically all you needed to do is lay the trap to get Stone Cold to say he was going to be there, and then you essentially have Kevin Owens not even bother with that for the next three weeks and only worry about another tag championship match at that point. Is any of it good? No, but it might just very well be the spot that you were left in because you thought you had Cody Rhodes, and suddenly within you know, the span of a week, you're not so certain you have Cody Rhodes, and Seth Rollins has got to do something big at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, right now that almost feels like the most logical thing, especially that we don't know the Austin, which day the Austin things is doing. Uh, no, we do. They put it on the image that they shared on yeah. Monday night. I don't remember which day it was, but they absolutely had an image uh, that they put up at the end of the night, and it had either Saturday or Sunday on it. I just don't remember which one it was. 
and, and by the way, that's another thing we could talk about briefly is like they have sort of outlined what day, what thing is. And my 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 first reaction to was to it is that each day feels significantly underwhelming. Like oh, altogether, it feels like the whole WrestleMania feels underwhelmed. It's it's no, one but, of no, them. but I but altogether I wouldn't feel that way. I wouldn't feel as underwhelmed if all of this was in one day. Um, but being that you have it's almost like a festival. Like when you look at a music festival lineup poster, and you're like, oh, that lineup looks pretty good. Then you see them break it out by day, and you're like, oh. <laughs> right, there's, like, there's not really one day I have to be there. Well, yeah, but then we complain the other way when they announce a festival in Vegas and they put everybody on one day, and you're like, long. well, exactly. we can't we can't see everybody in one day. There's no correct answer to this. The you know that obviously the music festivals are a little bit different because there's multiple stages. There's one stage sure. at WrestleMania. Sure. And there's one thing going on. But we complain right. when so, WrestleMania so was five hours long. Is, is the, your the Austin Owens thing, by the way, is going to be on Saturday. Which feels a little more awkward if he was going to do something Sunday. Not impossible, but a little more awkward. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know that, which one would be more awkward. If I'm being honest with you, right? Like, I would it be I less? I'll tell you the most awkward of, of 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 all of this, though. Yeah, is that they have Becky and Be- Bianca on the same day oh, as Charlotte and Ronda. We talked about that. Like, and, and well, they've already, do we well, they've already the same day. No, but they've also already announced that the main event is Charlotte and Ronda. No, know? that's my point. Like, then you put that on the other day and put it at the, at the semi main. Should do right. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> like, couldn't you set up a scenario where the fans intentionally turn on the other match because of that? Oh, I think I mean will they Goldberg Brock the the Charlotte match? This is a new problem for them. This is a different kind of problem. Like I don't remember this. Is it is it possible? Yes. Right now, no one has turned on Ronda, despite you know every reason why you would have expected them to. Right now, she's still getting huge pops. Like again, that celebrity is outweighing relevance like wrestling terms at this moment they are still getting the huge pops every time ronda shows up somewhere and it might just very well be that by not dragging this out much longer that's the weird part it's weirder that she's showing up in a part-time capacity and everybody's cool with it but my argument like imagine if she was around for nine months and at some point somebody says well it's stale it's not a big deal that ronda's here anymore so we're not excited about it where like my flip side argument was if she was there for nine months she's just a wrestler at that point and we should respect that that she's just part of the show and that's a good thing the fact that she's only here for two months if that's what it is would be far more offensive but yet they're getting the reaction that they're she's here and because it's still fresh that she's back we're still popping for her every time she comes out. It's a very weird bit. I don't know what it's going to look like at WrestleMania. But, you know, yes, the idea of burying Becky Bianca, which is the WrestleMania story that you should be telling this year, is atrocious. And it's a joke. And it's, you know, of course it's what's happening. Like We can't be remotely surprised by it. It's... Yeah, I mean, as soon as we heard... Charlotte Ronda, we knew what was going to be the main event. Then that's what it comes to it. As far as I think uh, the acceptance right now uh, is the fact that, uh, you know, people think this is the beginning of another year long run. This isn't just a part time thing. So we're in that, you know, it's, it's kind of the phase she went through last year where we're getting the novelty, novelty, novelty. It will wear off at some point. It'll go back down and we'll see if she can build it back up or whatever. But we do still have the novelty of it. And I think it should last till mania, but. 
I think part of the, you know, if we're trying to figure out what the reaction is going to be, it'll also depend on kind of how the rest of the night goes and whether or not the crowd feels burnt out by that point. In, or in not. looking at the card, it really does feel like you should have just swapped Edge AJ Styles for Becky Bianca. Like that Edge AJ Styles right now is your second best men's match. And so that should be moved to night one. Yeah. And you swap out Becky Bianca for night two. But I mean, either way, on either day, it's getting buried. You know, like I hate saying sure. that. It, it's no, just... of course. Well, no, we knew what the main events were. We knew, you know, on the 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 second main, if you want to say it, is the Austin segment on one is Edge Edge AJ on the other, and then there's. Becky Bianca, which well, is the I, best thing they've done. It, 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 it's wrestling is what it is. Again, them thinking that Stone Cold Steve Austin, they don't have a a relevant men's match on night one of a pay-per-view that's supposed to fill a stadium. Like, I, this is absurd. This is bonkers. They have Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin as the top men's match right now on night one in an event that's supposed to fill a a 100,000 seat stadium. Well, that's probably the night that they're going to put RK Bro on the But that's on, still right? like I th- that's but not if a thing. It's sing- RK Bro versus Street Profits. Right, that's not right, a that's right. not a thing. But they're looking at it and, and and this is a flawed logic by the way, but my guess is they're looking at it as this guy is important. These these guys are important. They haven't put them in super important things to do, unfortunately. I mean, or come super... on, Lo- Logan Paul's on night one. Right, thank you. It's a great <laughs> reminder. It's a tremendous reminder. Like I, that's probably actually the top match. I mean, if in their eyes, on that oh, night. over Drew, over McIntyre yeah, versus Corbin, yeah. they absolutely have that as the higher build. I mean, it, it's it might very well be the case. Whatever the point being, like they don't have one. They, the, I, my point stands. They don't have a significant men's match that matters. For night one, again in a one hundred thousand foot football uh, seat football stadium, and they got two really good women's ones. I get that, but they don't have a single men's match that matters, which I think speaks to the problem that we're talking about. Is right now they've announced five one-on-one men's matchups for WrestleMania. Two of them are complete jokes. Um, one of them is Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, and two of them are relevant. They have two relevant men's matches for WrestleMania. So the two relevant matches are Pat McAfee, Austin Theory, Thank and you. Johnny Nailed Knoxville, those, Sammy Those Zane. are the exactly. ones. Nailed it. Okay. Which again... I just want to make sure that we're on the same right, page. This all comes back to the problem that could be held up by Cody Rhodes, which is that they thought their night one prime men's match would be Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, and they're kind of getting f by that, and that's why they're getting desperate, and that's why they're they're fake selling Stone Cold Steve Austin, and there might be even more insane gimmicks coming before we get to this point. But the overall point is this is this is shaking up as an abomination of a WrestleMania card. Not as a disappointing WrestleMania, as I'll, I'll use the term again, Fire Festivillion. This is shaking up to be the worst sold, the worst built, the worst whatever WrestleMania given given the stakes, right? Like, given it's two nights and a 100,000-seat stadium for both nights, given all of that, I I don't know what else you're doing to salvage this at this point. I mean, by by the way, what do they say kicks off the road to WrestleMania? 
Right, it was an, a, a, a horrendous Royal Rumble. I understand, <laughs> right? Like, so it, you start so like, there and you get here. It didn't. It didn't start well, and it's it's not going well, right? Um, there's another thing they and, and again, this doesn't. There's another thing they could do. I don't think it matters though. Like, it, it'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see, but it's not going to matter in a hundred thousand person stadium. To your point of like pushing that last month of tickets. It's not going to feel WrestleMania worthy, but it would be interesting. And that's like, you know, the ru- the rumors are that they want Braun Breaker on the main roster now. Yeah, I mean, that's... You uh, could do Seth Rollins, Braun Breaker. Right, um, so so I 20 people will cool, care. Yeah, you'll I, care about that, but that's not, but that's like, not a no thing. no one's going to care about right. that. Right, not, you know it's I mean? not a thing. It's something that not would be nice all. to build out a card, but, you know, they have... Uh, it looks like they're, they're under 55,000 tickets for each night right now. You know, they want to get up to at least 65, 70. Yeah. You get around 75 and nobody really notices how bad it is. You know, like you get there lie and say it was a hundred thousand people, but that's selling out an arena's worth or selling. It's a, it's a sold out arena's worth of tickets for each night that they still have to sell. Seth Rollins and Braun Breaker. Sure. As F ain't aren't, aren't doing that. No. Absolutely. Not. They're at no, the I point. Mean, they're at the point. Here's the thing. It's funny. It, it's not undoable. It's undoable with what they have left in the gun. Right. Because when they announced when they announced the Roman Brock thing, apparently that moved a ton of tickets. Like there was a well, report. Yeah. That yeah that it moved a ton of. I mean I know I only say that because I think there's a lot of a lot of um, pessimism about specific things selling tickets. And I'm even sort of pessimistic, like, oh, okay, like, you know, th- they tell you all the time, we're selling the brand, we're not selling people or no, matches. I mean, we, I mean, know we know that bullshit, we but... know what Brock Lesnar has done for direct yeah, ticket right. sales. We know that. That's not a... He's, he's one of the few. Right. It's extraordinary. Right. It, there are Exactly right, Aaron. There are very few. Now, that being said, if they do announce Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes next week, I think that sells a couple thousand tickets. Yeah. Maybe. Like it, it I'm gets, not, it gets them a little, a little closer. A little closer. If they realize they don't have Cody Rhodes and they go desperately crying to John Cena to come, please bail us out. Or and Undertaker. No, I, I don't believe that any longer. No, John Cena is the one that I brought up a couple of weeks ago. I still think that's realistic if he's not literally doing something else. I, I think if that were the case, they would probably started a program by now. But that comes off way more of. We thought we were in decent shape. We're not in decent shape. We are desperate. Please come help us. If they knew yeah. they had John Cena, the idea that they're just sitting here waiting this long, I, what are we waiting for? You know, like what in the world are you waiting for at this point? Um, uh, you know. But then, if they do have John Cena, then what is he doing? Fighting Seth Rollins? That's what I would do. I have no problem with that. Seth Rollins yeah. is a major superstar yeah, in their that's, in that's your true. company. And this is a different version of him. Yeah. Seth Rollins has to have a major significant match at WrestleMania. This right now is reeking of being one of I keep I keep I try not to be terribly hyperbolic. We're a month out and Seth Rollins who I would say it you're going to have to sell me on why he's not the third most significant male performer in your company. And if your answer back is Edge, okay, fine, I'll listen, but full-time male performer in your company. And if that's the case, he's really your second because Brock Lesnar is only technically a full-time performer. Seth Rollins is that star within this company. For him to not have a clear path 
for a WrestleMania match a month out is bat-ass insane. And again, perhaps understandable if they made their plans around Cody Rhodes, which is is been reported, and that's being hung up, but you got to figure something out, man. Like, you got you to gotta pivot about as quickly as you possibly can. If and And by the way, the answer would really be completely gimmick it up. Have Drew McIntyre destroy Happy Corbin next week and just announce a Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins match instead. One night two. Yeah. I mean, my God. Like, or just don't do the first one because nobody's going to care and just put Seth Rollins into that match instead. Eliminating Happy Corbin from the card will not uh, reverse any ticket sales whatsoever. But a Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins match would be wonderful and would sell a boatload of tickets. Yeah, I, someone, I, someone might. Um, Someone might uh, decide to not get a refund if you take Happy Happy Corbin right. off the card, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Remember, they bought these tickets before there were matches. All right. Uh, um, any? Do we? Do you want to comment on anything else? WWE? Do you want to get into? I mean, it's it's super. I assume that the the SmackDown tag thing ends up just being a a a, a three team thing where they're just trying to f- sort of force Sheamus and Ridge Holland in. Um, oh yeah, and um, who, who I, I was gonna say think? four four teams with you know New Day, Day like, Usos. Like who was that other? Yeah, there you go. Although that yeah. seems like oh my gosh. I mean it, but that's where it sure seems to be pointing right now. I Wait, mean, that's say the, say the, that who women, is the, who right? is the fourth one you said? Viking Raiders. Yeah, I mean, and that's the pro. So here's the problem: you can't justify the Viking Raiders. Right. So, and it's with no disrespect to them, but you just can't. You can justify Sheamus and Ridge Holland because one of them is Sheamus. You know, like you can justify them being in a marquee match. At right. the end of the and day, you didn't job them out for two months. The the Usos and the New Day. If you just announce that match one on one, you don't have to do anything. For correct. It's massive, and you can still get away with it with Sheamus and Ridge Holland because he's Sheamus, because he matters, right? Like what he's, he does. He's Sheamus, and, and they have done, you know, they, they put them at odds with the New Day a little bit. The moment done. you include the Viking Raiders or anybody else, you're just saying it's a cluster F and it's pointless. Like we're just doing, we don't have anything, so we're just doing a tag cluster F. That's it. That's, you, you can't do that. But you can 100% still cut it at those three guys, because or those three teams, because they're all relevant. Of course, the answer should be just a one-on-one Usos New Day match. Like, obviously, yes. that should be the answer. But without that, if you have to get Sheamus, because, again, this comes to a problem. Why does Sheamus not have something marquee to do at WrestleMania? Another problem that we're dealing with. But if you've got to do that in order to get Sheamus involved, you can still justify it just including Sheamus alone. Sure. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I'd call it a marquee match, but yes, it's it's a no. Those 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 guys, one hundred percent. You know, anything the Usos and the New Day together is going to be a barn burner, yes. and there's no reason it, to think that throwing those other guys in it wouldn't be a barn burner. And nobody is bringing it down. Again, I, no, I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying bringing it down. I'm just, you know, whatever. I mean, the the marquee was just something I equivalent. But you're right. It's going to be a good match. It's Even if the Viking it's, Raiders would be a good match, it, but it yes, wouldn't—it right, wouldn't matter the same way. That's the yeah, problem. Like it—it right. it yeah. stops mattering when you just start throwing teams in for the sake of throwing them in. And if—and if you had told a, a cohesive story with the New Day, the Usos, and the Viking Raiders, like where the Viking Raiders felt like they belonged, and as to your point, we know that they're—they're they're great workers and they would do a good match. You probably could have gotten away with that too, but you can't do it all. Like again, at some point, it just becomes. Your, your cluster F tag team championship that no one actually cares. Like, when you watch it, it's fun. You're into it. But nobody's actually excited about it ahead of time because it's just a cluster F. 
Um, but that's my my worry is that it, it screams like we're going in that direction. Well, it okay. really does. The whole thing is a cluster F. So you know, I mean, if you look I, at I the women's you. match, that that right, they're just like, they're just making up just, tag teams and forcing them in because they don't have anything else to do with them. And, and even the champions are a made up tag team. <laughs> um, what do you mean? I mean. Uh, in context, the champions are a real tag team. I mean, the champions have been working together <laughs> well, for they months. they are now, but... <laughs> no, but they have been. for. I mean, tag yeah. teams all have to start somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, you don't... All, not all tag teams arrive into a company together, but after you've been working together for a while, you're a viable tag team. The other two, no, we're just thrown together here because they didn't have anything else for them to do at WrestleMania. Well, c- come on, it's Team Bad, right? That, that's Is that what they're calling them? Is that what they're doing? From back, from back in 2015 or whatever? Oh my god, I totally, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I forgot about they. Were, remember coming on and doing this show and being like, this isn't a thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing seven years later. See, they gotta start somewhere. Yeah, I guess, I guess. All right, um, let's let's knock out NXT, I guess, quickly and then we'll get to AW. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to pretend like I get it. I don't get it. I I don't know what this does for anyone other than if for some reason Dolph Ziggler was super excited about winning this particular belt. Um, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> like, I, it's a huge whatever. The, the, the question. The question here becomes. Was this just so Braun Breaker can get a, mo- a moment in front of more than 300 yes. fans? And the that, that's what's like, yes. Well, hold on. <laughs> the only reason that the that there's the pause there is because of what you brought up earlier. Right. Or is this oh. they are they rushing him to the main roster? And and if it, you know, it feels like Champa's been pretty cozy with the main roster. It feels <laughs> like you know, they Yeah, ex- they, except for the fact that we didn't spend nearly enough time talking about it. The music thing is the worst of all of them yet. Like this to me is the most offensive music change we've had. When I saw his explanation, I it softened on what me it, a little bit. What was bit. his explanation? That he doesn't want to be associated with no one will survive because he wants kids to be inspired or there's this whole paragraph about how he wants to put a positive message and not a negative message. It, it seems like him spinning it more than Yeah, that really does come off as spin for sure. But at the same time, I mean, maybe, like, but, like I, that would make sense if we thought that Tommaso Ciampa was about to become John Cena. Um, do you think it, that it makes sense? No, well, here's the thing. It makes sense if we think he's going to be on the main roster regularly at all. I disagree and, with that. It, like, not everyone on the main roster is for kids. No, but if the, but if they're making him a good guy on the main roster and they said, hey, we don't want some guy or maybe he's weird and he specifically brought it up. Hey, like if I'm going to be a good guy, then then he's making wanna... a horrendous decision. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I mean, we can be the ones I, to step I, I in and say it. Like I mean, it, his, his explanation made sense. I read it. And I was like, OK, if that's your personal belief. Now, if this is like. WWE is making you do this and you just want to make I mean, it, it d- sound that, better That somehow. comes off way more likely because wasn't, don't we know this was a CFO song? But I they're still so. using other CFO songs. They've they're had, phasing them out. No, they've been really phasing them out. Like, in ti- I and, mean, they have been. And almost specifically at the moment when somebody goes from NXT to the main roster. Like, that we, we don't want to keep using, because we don't... What what was the story on that, by the way, Aaron? Like, whatever happened there? 
I, I don't know exactly. They, there was definitely a falling out, though, and for whatever reason, they don't want to use the music. I don't know exactly why. I don't know if it's a licensing thing. I don't know if they have to keep paying CFO, but there's definitely a falling out, and they don't I mean, want to use that. They're not going to change AJ Styles' music. AJ, but they're not. I'm looking up the ones that are CFO, like AJ Styles, Sasha Banks. They're not changing that. Um, but Sasha's, see. but Sa Sasha's second song wasn't CFO, yeah, right? Yeah, correct. It, no, it is. It's just a remix of the same one. It still is. It's but still the remix. Still does that? They're still listed. Yes, they're still listed with Snoop Dogg version. Yes. Um, the Seamus song is CFO. Right, but again, you're uh, talking about Finn Balor song. Most of the people that you brought up, Finn Balor will be the first one. Are people so the the Sasha Nakamura. thing was a change. AJ Styles didn't come from NXT. Nakamura, they absolutely changed his music multiple times. They just but it's back to the original music and it's CFO. It's presented in a different way though, and I don't know what that means. I I just don't. What I have no clue if they are able to manipulate the music in just a little bit of a way that it what for whatever reason this but he comes thing, out without Boogs too. He doesn't just no, come but they, out with Boogs, Boogs is not playing the guitar when he comes out. Like that's not no, real. He is. No, no, he, he was is, at it, first. It, it, it stopped. Yo, it's real. No, I'm telling no, you. I know as a fact that it is not happening any longer. At first, they well, had him playing the guitar when he came out. They stopped doing that, and it's not hard to figure it out either when you watch because they literally don't even cover it up well anymore. Anymore. Well, They're, no. I mean, they. they listen. I can't tell you when the last time that it was live, but I can tell you that they, they, they screwed up multiple times where it was really obvious that he was playing because it was so bad. Um, well, they play over it in, very loudly. Ball, yeah, sure. but at for, yeah. definitely at first, he was 100% playing. There is no doubt. But they it's been... I'm trying to think if I can get a, 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 a sense for when I was told about this. It's been... It definitely it hasn't been in calendar 2022 that it changed. It was previous to calendar 2022 that he stopped playing live. And maybe in part because of what you're talking about, which is how many yeah. mistakes were made. But well, they, I, I heard a whole interview with him. It was like they had to give him monitors because he couldn't hear it. And I mean, there's a million reasons why it would be insane to let him play that live. Oh, I <laughs> and, and yeah, the I first reason is he's not an accomplished guitar player. I mean, like that, that would be a pretty good said, reason. Yeah, he said that they, they were like, "Oh, you play guitar, you can do." Like the first time he did it, they were literally like, "Hey, you can do this tonight, right?" And he was like, "Uh," I and he had to practice all day to be able to do it. Um, but he said he doesn't have the chops. You know what I mean? It's 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 anyway. But my point being, it comes off more as an ego thing with WWE than it is about like money in some sort of right, a way. To change their music, and yeah. and so it's more about like now that you're gone, we want our own. It, it, it's not that thing any longer. Again, I don't know anything. It might very well be that Tommaso Ciampa had the idea. If that were the case, why they wouldn't have asked if they couldn't just subtly change the lyrics to keep the driving... This theme is garbage. Right. I mean, it's it's horrendous. It's one of the worst theme songs I've ever heard. If you're going to change somebody's music, at least make it redeemable. There's no redeemable quality. I don't quality. think it's as bad as you... I don't think it's, it's as bad as bad. you... bad. I just think the other one was so good... That. There is nothing about this music that would make you excited about it. There is zero say, if about it, the, it. If it was the opposite way, and this is the first time you're seeing Champa and him coming out to that music, you're not. Yeah, you just sort I, of it's, say. It's not, I'm not going to say it's a disaster of a theme, but it's a nothing. Of it's a just theme. generic. It's it's anyone yeah. else's theme and, song. And, and that's and unfortunately, that's sort of been par for the course lately with the themes. Oh, as correct. Almost all like yeah. Roman Reigns is the only one that like 
they got lucky that it was even though it was generic, it was so perfect for what they're doing that like it's it's good. But I it's they fell into that being it, good, I feel like. <laughs> it it really hit during the rumble how generic they've made a lot of these themes lately. They're, it like it took a few seconds or looking at the video board to realize who some of the people were. There are there any good NXT themes right now? Uh, I mean, I genuinely NXT. I, I, I mean, Cameron Grimes, but that that's was done pre, by we're uh, predating, right? Yeah, I mean, we're right. So you know that's um, going to change if Cameron Grimes ever gets uh, the Ron main Breaker's roster. Breaker's theme is kind of neat, but it's again, generic. It's, it's fine. It's a generic song that just happens to work. You know, like it's. I, it's not. Somebody would say we're making too much of this. It's really this. This makes no difference. It. I. I. It's the exact opposite of that. This is so significant in making people work. I. It cannot be undersold. They have a terrible music problem right now. Tommaso Ciampa on the main roster with this music is legitimately half of Tommaso Ciampa on the main roster with his actual song. Tommaso Ciampa on the main roster with that song gets gets everyone on their feet every time he comes out. With this song, he's a guy. And nothing more than that until they prove otherwise. I, I can't overstate how dramatic it is that they do crap music and change good music. It's awful. It is, it's a bad thing. It's a huge part of their problem right now. Yep. Anything else about Dolph Ziggler that you want to tell me? What are uh, we doing? Well, I, I was just going to say, let's, let's, I want to just assume for a second, let's pretend this is a Braun Breaker going up. Why Dolph Ziggler? Like, especially for the NXT 2.0 thing, it's a, it's a I mean, strange, cause like, because he can make, oh, wait, why, why is he the champion right now? Yeah, like, yes, like, if he can is, make this, whoever ends up beating him look like a million dollars. And it so, would feel like it matters because he's a real guy. I mean, that's the only reason. To me, that you do it. I, I mean, but I guess like if, if this is a pro protracted thing, like, and you're still trying to sell the NXT 2.0, like it just goes so much against the whole NXT 2.0 concept, which maybe they're just saying is a bad concept, and they're throwing in the towel. But well, again, I, I like you got to find a way. Like, listen, yes, the concept is whatever, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't use what you have in house to try to uh elevate that you know what i mean like like i i think that if 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 this is just to get to the next thing it's fine if he's going to be the champion for a year it's not fine well and, and that's why i'm saying like like let's say it goes to SummerSlam. i mean it depends on what you tell me if you tell me that because like let's like how old is dolph ziggler 41 is that how old he is? He's about that, if he's not, actually. Uh, 41, he's about yes. 41, yeah. I mean, the, the person who they're... The person who I believe to be their number two babyface, who's not Braun Breaker, is 39 years old. So, like, nobody's complaining about him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I think we're overstating the age thing a little. Like, I don't, like it's not I, at all about the age thing. Like, we all have kind of agreed that the Champa thing is kind of weird, but it was a misnomer. This is forced. This isn't about the age. But LA Knight is thirty nine. I mean, I'm, that's but what, these that's are guys that are still hung over. They they did not come in with the new crew. 
Their hangovers, Tommaso Ciampa and LA Knight were there before they started NXT 2.0. LA They're, Knight was barely there. By the way, I think. No, I he wasn't LA barely Knight there. Just got, LA Knight might have just gotten his bullet in the head, by the way. He might have, too. You uh, so you're absolutely right that he might have just gotten his bullet in the head. I don't know. But the point is that, like, you're, you're talking about, you can't compare them to what they've said they're doing with 2.0 because they're guys that have been lingering around. The Dolph Ziggler problem is way less about his age and way more about. He ain't L.A. Knight. Like, they forced him into this for no reason whatsoever. There's there's no logical explanation. It actually... Well, what would make it even worse, by the way, is if they planned to do this for the reasons that it are so obvious, but then changed their mind and wanted to bring Braun Breaker to the main roster, and then the reason that they did this in the first place no longer exists, and then what do you do? Like, do they just... Decide, okay, now Dolph Ziggler is going to get beat by, you know, L.A. Cameron Knight Grimes. or, so, or Cam- Cameron Grimes. I would be. I was going to say that, that's your that's your best case scenario there, right? I, I mean, like, but like to me, again, barring that, like, what does they just saw on Raw and Vince McMahon saying, "Nope, you're not going back there. Sorry, you're mine now." This was just to do Braun Breaker going over at WrestleMania, and, which is perfectly fine to me if that's the case. Yeah. But with all the other rumors about him, I, you have to question if that's the case. Is it perfectly fine? I guess. But did it have to be Dolph Ziggler in order for it to be perfectly fine? Like, well, who, who, but who could it be? I mean, if they if they wanted something that could look like a main event, like, and, in and a they building, want they want Breaker to win the title, so he has to lose the title and win it back. And and they want and they had him pin Champa, right? Yes. So it's like the Charlotte thing or whatever, you know, like I think, um, I mean, who is it that you do it with? Because like, there's no one on the roster that you can justify it being a big deal. I mean, if you want to say Walter or Gunther or whatever, but you don't want to give him the two week title reign. Correct. Yeah. You don't want to, that feels like something that should be more prolonged once the show can survive on its own without these stunt booking type things where you're just, putting someone in to get eyeballs or to get attention. Um, it is funny because they, you know, there's one way to view that, right? Is that like, it's Dolph Ziggler. And there's the other way to view it, which is that it's Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> and, and that's the, pro- like, if, but I don't know who else you could do. Like, the answer would have been someone like Sami Zayn or something, but they're you, busy. I, we keep suggesting it had to be somebody from up top. If they don't care, Dolph Ziggler is not selling you a boatload of tickets. Like, the idea that Dolph Ziggler in the championship match is going to fill an arena is nonsense. The idea that the difference... But would more people care than if it was Braun Breaker versus... Grayson Waller? Waller. I don't know. I don't know that. They have to. You say that. I don't know if the the casual fan that... Does the casual no wrestling casual fan fans going to this show? By the way, but that—it's sort of what I'm saying. You're not getting, or, or is it the opposite? Is it only the casual fans are going to it? The guys who have the travel packages who have nothing better to do? Because well, you, you told us they Dolph didn't include Ziggler it in the travel package. Hopefully, they'll catch on to these other people or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if if this is just kind of the the cat, if if we're looking at it potentially the other way, that it's it's not the hardcore because either they will be going to see other wrestling or they will just but either, you know skip either, it because they're out on two. Either either way, the idea that they're going because Dolph Ziggler is there makes zero sense. Your scenario is, but it, but it gives it does it give them a bigger moment if it's someone who's more established. 
if this is about just giving Braun Breaker another big moment. You're going to have to tell me, man. I'm not. I'm, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's good. I, I do think there is something. To I, be I just said think that. I genuinely don't know how much more significant the moment is for beating Dolph Ziggler for the title versus beating Grayson Waller for the title. I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know how significant of a difference that is, what it does. Again, if Dolph Ziggler really wanted to do this for some reason, or there's some relationship here that we don't know about that, like, Dolph Ziggler helped train Braun Breaker at some point and like they came across each other's paths, then that makes this make way more sense, right? Like that's more of a personal thing and all of that. On on otherwise, I don't know what this is. It's it's just kind of weird. It definitely seems like you could be using Dolph Ziggler in a better way considering how much money you're paying him, but is it bad? No, it's fine. All of it's fine. I don't know. It's just sort of weird. That's all it is. It's just everything about it is weird and maybe helps Braun Breaker again, as long as he's actually in the match. Right. Like maybe helps Braun <laughs> like, Breaker. Again, if this if this isn't specifically Braun Breaker wins this back at this show and in a fairly dominating fashion, then what are we doing? I don't know. I mean, I I I don't really know I what we're doing. I would say dominating anyway. fashion. I would say in a as good as close to a four or five star match that he's capable of having. Well, when I say dominating, I simply like I don't mean he has to beat him in five. I mean minutes. the fin the finish has yeah, to. Yeah, I, I just mean clean. this has to be a yeah. big big moment. Yes. Right. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. And I think to me that they're like, let's show that this what this guy can do. Like that that to me was the initial idea. Now. If they said now he's on Raw, <laughs> that's a whole other problem. But um, yeah, the last time they did that with someone, it worked out perfectly, right? What do you mean? Uh, the last time uh, they had an NXT champion that they just decided was on the main roster, everything worked out. Oh, right? yeah, everything was just fine. Oh. No problem. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. No exactly. issue. And as you can tell, when Braun, Bra- when Braun Breaker comes out with a weird helmet on, uh, on Raw. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Um, so let's get to it. You guys want to say something, and then I, I tell I you what. Told you, Aaron, I oh no, told but you. I told you. I said I know I'm gonna be mad. I literally said those words. Why did you say they will? Because I wanted will. to believe Brandon, and there's nothing at stake with these picks. <laughs> it's not. It's not like I have to go run around naked because I got it wrong. I just wanted to believe they were gonna get it right. You don't, you don't get to pick both sides, and then like. No, I said very clear. I literally said, I know I'm going to be disappointed. I'm just going to choose to believe it because I want to believe it. I know. Glenn, how long, Glenn, how long have you been watching wrestling? Oh, Brandon, it, but that's irrelevant because what, what you're going to try to sell, they didn't do that either. And no way did they actually put over the face. They they did one that's, thing. That's, and that's the interesting thing, which I'm... I think there's actually two conversations to be had here. I'm mad about this, but I'm mad for a very different reason than you're mad about. I don't this. know if you're mad for a different reason than I am because this this always was going to be bad, and they somehow made it worse. Yes, they made it worse. No one is helped by this except for one person, Warmlow. and and Warmlow. and even that is a tough sell. He wasn't really helped by this specifically as much as he's helped by doing something and turning on MJF. It didn't need to be in this trash way where you garbaged up a really otherwise really good match. All that they the help for Wardlow was they needed him to turn on MJF and they needed him to do something relevant. Well, he could have won that match, which by the way, super relevant match 
where you've already you you didn't have that belt on the pay per view, and you've already had it change hands before even the number one contender gets to face the person for it. Well, that, so, that's clearly so that MJF can you know because if MJF right. helps Sammy Guevara, that's weird. If MJF helps Scorpio Sky, okay, that's a little less weird. I guess I yeah, guess that's, that's all it is. That's the whole but clearly, Otherwise, it's a very weird bit. But all of it's weird. All of it. The idea, boy, God damn it! Every layer of this sucks. <laughs> Every layer sucks. The idea, even if it was a super great moment for Wardlow, the idea that you're prioritizing Wardlow over MJF, get the entire F out of here with that. I like Wardlow. I think he looks like somebody that's going to be a a centerpiece moving forward. I I think there's a a great deal. When they use the term cornerstone and we all kind of laughed about it, the more you see of him, the more you see it. He ain't going to be a main event championship guy in three months. MJF should have been that guy already. They have failed here. And they didn't even fail in the name of a professional wrestling trope, which was what you guys fell back on last week. And I understand. And if they had just done that, it wouldn't have been good. But at least you could come back and say, well, this is how professional wrestling works. And you just got to understand, this is how professional wrestling works. They did this in the name of nothing. (laughs) Nothing. They come out of this with what? What do they come out of this with? CM Punk is back to being, you know, the the the, the king s and looks amazing. He only won the match because of Wardlow. He he doesn't benefit from this at all. MJF is drastically hurt by it. Wardlow is helped, but only as much as you could have helped him otherwise. But, but wait, you got nothing here. Well, hold on. I don't think you can say he only won because he of Wardlow. He most certainly only no, won, because yeah, only won because of Wardlow. No, There's no, no debate no, about MJF this. He was winning the match. No, he wasn't winning the match. MJF had the full advantage, and he called out for Wardlow. MJF was... He right. was out of it so when on. MJF called would, for Wardlow. Why would MJF call for Wardlow? Because he needed because he his could, help to win. No, it was it was a false finish, right? Like, he couldn't quite put him away, so he called out for Wardlow. Wasn't that... Am I Yes, he was absolutely in control. No, no, no. You're pretending that he was calling for help. He wasn't. He was calling for the ring. He wanted the ring to finish with the ring. He was not desperate. He was in no trouble. He was in control of the match at that point. He wanted, because he couldn't have finished him the first times, he wanted to finish it with the ring. They did nothing to present that as a match that CM Punk was winning. It was the exact opposite. At the moment he was calling out for Wardlow, CM Punk was done. Yeah, this this was coming out of the super. It was the superplex onto the thumbtacks. Punk wasn't pinned, and after that, MJF you know grabs his head, does the whole emoting thing, and calls out for Wardlow. It's like, all right, that didn't get right. done. I got one more trick. So he wasn't winning either. No, he was absolutely winning if he just superplexed Punk through thumbtacks. Well, he, he could, then why didn't he pin him? He tried to. He kicked out, but he was absolutely. You know, What you're trying to come, you are somehow trying to spin the idea that one guy had control of the match, and so because he didn't pin him, that means the other guy was winning, which is nonsense. CM Punk only won the match because of Wardlow. I'm trying to say that you're trying to paint a picture where MJF was going to win if CM Punk didn't cheat, and I don't see it that way. I see it as MJF tried to cheat, Wardlow wouldn't let him, and CM Punk did instead. 
but I don't see it as he would have lost. Tell, tell, you're, you're, you're trying to muddy waters without addressing the point. You're moving the goalposts. And what about that is anything other than CM Punk oh, only won because of Wardlow? How are you changing my point? Because I think you could argue he still could have won without Wardlow. They, they didn't tell that story. Like, well, they told the story they, that MJF... If they told a completely different story, then he could have, but they didn't. They told one story. He was getting his ass kicked. He was being absolutely owned by MJF at that point in the match and only won because of Wardlow. That's the story they told. See, I thought the story was they were both laying there exhausted. No, 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 no. It wasn't laying there. It was a, what do I have to do to put him away? Because again, part of MJF's character is he can't put guys away without help, which is, by the way, a good right. thing for right. character. Exactly. Exactly. Good... So he wasn't going to win. What you are, you are changing. You keep trying to move the goalposts. I'm not talking I'm about not. MJF. I said CM Punk only no, no, won no, 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 no. See, because of Wardlow. Of CM Punk, having see, to CM to Punk never hits the GTS if if MJF doesn't call for Wardlow. Right. There is no happened. scenario okay. in which they told a story that CM Punk had a chance to win that match without Wardlow. You can't present that. You're trying to change it. You're trying to deflect. You're trying to say, well, MJF might not have won. You're not addressing the point. CM Punk was not winning that match without Wardlow. And MJF wasn't winning the match. I didn't Wardlow. say anything about that. <laughs> Someone has to win, right? Yeah, I'm making it very clear. The guy that won only won because of help. Right. Well, the other thing is this. I mean, how do you cheat in a match where you can beat someone over the head with a chain? I mean, you get another person involved. Yeah, I mean, do it on I'm saying, Europe. like, you could literally like, beat still your cheating. opponent with a chain. Whether, whether or not it's quote-unquote cheating, it's still one guy's fighting by himself, one guy has people, one guy is very clearly doing it in a more honorable way. Like, who, who's honorable? Neither one in this case, right? But, but, one guy it, asked for the help, and the other guy used it. That, it uh, one of those guys is a heel is the, and is supposed to no, do no, no, that type of thing. That's the problem. The other that's one is not a heel. Here's the thing. I think if it was more direct, if it was Wardlow coming out and being the guy, if it was Wardlow coming out and powerbombing MJF, and it was Wardlow really shining, I think there is absolutely a functional and and potentially even good storyline there that's worse no because it, it makes wardlow <laughs> look like the star yeah it's it's no, saying think... it's saying we're sacrificing cm punk too in the name of wardlow oh. which again i disagree oh. with and i think yeah, it's insane but, you, you can say but if wardlow is the star if it's, if it's what we were saying with jay uso all those times if jay uso had ever turned on roman and stood tall at the end of a roman match, right like they didn't do any of that they did nothing. I mean, their, their perspective on Warlow was they made him shine earlier in the night, right? And but, then yeah. this is just the function of turning and, him face or whatever. And and that's why I, I think that the premise is okay. If, if you're doing X's and O's and saying this was about making Wardlow looks good, that's a depend whether or not you agree with it in a micro sense. There there's an okay premise there. I don't think it was executed properly, and in the macro sense, you're screwing up MJF because you have to have him lose again to Wardlow, because if he doesn't lose to Wardlow at the next pay-per-view, what the hell are we doing? Well, well, hold on. In theory, there should be another CM Punk match, right? No, no, you move directly on to Wardlow. Like, this isn't is more there, pressing there, than CM Punk. Well, hold on. Hasn't there only been two? Yeah, you're but you're saying in in wrestling tropes there's supposed to be a third. And yes, right, in like, wrestling like tropes. Would go for but the they're title. not they're not doing wrestling tropes. Like 
They didn't do one on Sunday. They did something else. It's insane. No, but they're, 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 but they're trying to. They're just overbooking it. I mean, like, I think that they tried. I think that the no, the, 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 the wrestling, the wrestling is- trope is to MJF getting over on Wardlow is now way more important than getting over yes. on CM Punk. That's but absolutely if Wardlow the is pointed trope. towards a championship. Then you have an excuse. But they're doing that the- next no, week. Then, then next That's week, over. Which is the championship? At MJF right. is screwing over Wardlow. There is no doubt about how that finish ends. Right. That's fair. This is insane. There's no getting around this. This is all insane. MJF is the star. He's the one. And Wardlow might also be a star. I I, I 100% see that. But they have to see the first thing through first. And everybody's saying, well, when would you have burned off the MJF versus Wardlow match? You could have done that. When he already has the title. Or you could have done that between now and the pay-per-view. Again, what you're saying is, well, that doesn't make Wardlow a star. I understand that, but the idea that Wardlow should be moving it from from being not on cards into the championship match at a pay-per-view within the span of six months is also crazy. Wardlow needs to build. He needs to do things that are un-MJF related and win more of them and get to that moment where he's ready to be that guy. The idea that you go from someone's bodyguard, literally, I was a bodyguard two weeks ago, and now I'm in the championship picture, is bad. That's not the the way these things work. The only way it works is if it's Batista and the guy who he's turning on has the title already. If you wanted to paint that picture where MJF wins the title and Wardlow is the one to dethrone him. Yep, that's fine. There's a story there. Yes, you can do that. You're not wrong about that. Where where you've helped make him so dominant that you have essentially become an extension of the champion, like you are part of being the champion, and then you're the one that turns. And you don't it's not the first thing you do after that person wins the belt. You have them run through some other people and you help establish their dominance only to turn on them. One thousand percent you can do that. This is nothing. This is a colossal cluster F that does nothing for anyone, and no one wants to say it because we all just want to hide behind AEW is so great, and whatever they do is great. This is a cluster F of a decision. It's a burn-it-down moment for a company. You don't know what you're doing. What is this? It's it's what... You know, I, I thought back to we we had this conversation of you know MJF is the best healed since when, and I my immediate reaction was Roddy Piper. And after Sunday night, my reaction was, oh God, what if they view him as Roddy Piper? No, oh, what 100%. if they view him as the guy who never needs to win the title yep. and who is used to put Jake over the snake. star every yeah. step of the way? Oh, like he's so good, he doesn't even need it, and that scares the hell out of me. Um, it scares me another level because I would say I worry that it ultimately becomes uh, that you 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 rein him back in if that's the case that you say we don't need to go to the depths that we've gone. Why are you going to these depths if it's not to portray him as being the biggest star there is? Like if you're just gonna be the go-to heel forever, you can just play up all of the old all the old wrestling tropes. You can just be the guy that makes fun of every town that they're in. You can be that guy and be the the heel forever. You go to this mental manipulation level because you're trying to declare that this person is more than that. This is the most master it's the greatest mastermind in wrestling history. 
and then he literally didn't see the turn coming from the person that was obviously turning for the last four weeks. Get out. Get out. This sucks. This is horrible. Every level of it is horrible to the extent that it detracts me from even, like MJF Wardlow should have ultimately been a really good thing. I'm now pissed off about it. If that's what they're doing at the next pay-per-view, I don't know that I can care. This is infuriating. This is, it like makes me, my my skin crawl, it's that bad. This is, we, there's no logic for it. None. Zero. There is nothing redeemable about this. No one is in a better place because of what happened on Sunday night. It was awful. Yeah. Which is frustrating because up to the moment, I thought they had told a really good story. I agree. And a really storyline. I agree with that. It and was even, a- and, and again, I keep going back to thinking like, you know, even the fact that it was about Wardlow, like, again, I can disagree with it. But again, there was the fun, like they laid the pieces in place for it to be a story about Wardlow from Wardlow helping him the last time around to all of that. But you had to make a bigger statement. Like what he did was not a big enough statement to justify it. No, he just de- he just um, deferred to CM Punk. Like, yeah. hey, dude, I get it. You're the guy that matters around here. So, um, cool. Have fun. See ya. Like nothing. And, and and by the way, that doesn't help on the macro sense, which is the macro sense. MJF should not be losing uh, six pay per view matches in the seven pay per view span. Like that should never ever happen. Nope. That's none, the macro problem. None of it. None of it. But the micro was like. You had it. You just, like, go with your gut. I don't know who told you to play it down. Go well, big if you're No, no. That. I mean, that's not that's not the answer. That's the secondary answer. The answer was but obvious. That, that's an answer. The, it is an answer. The answer was either you retighten Wardlow. When everybody thinks he's going to turn on MJF, he actually doesn't, and you remind everybody right. of just how M- manipulative MJF really is, or... You don't have him involved. MJF knows that he's going to turn on him and has suddenly and is prepared for that altogether. You think you can't find the um, the, the 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 ring? That's actually because so I've Sean Spears is coming out from behind and whacking CM. Right, because he took the ring away from you, and we've thought this through because we knew you were going to turn on us. There's a million things to do here that aren't this, which is nothing. This was a giant nothing, nothing at all sucked i'm not into into the jericho thing even a little bit i know somebody's going to say that's because it's daniel garcia and i've raged about daniel garcia (laughs) and (laughs) and and maybe that has something to do with it it also just really felt forced and dude it listen i texted aaron and that's what i i texted you when when i was watching it and then i fell asleep and i didn't see your response that was the most wcw nwo well, hold on. I, I want you to explain that one because I don't see the NWO comparison there. Because, well, we're in a group, and then we're going to turn on the group and form another group. But that's the, that's not what the NWO the NWO did. Like they would. No, turn no, 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 no. In nineteen, when did the like, NWO do that? 
when it jumped the shark and they had like nine different NWOs and right, the, but the, they never turned on each other. It was just the, the NWO A team yeah, and red, B team and C team and stuff. No, the 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 red would turn on the black and white and join the other one and stuff. Well, no, that I mean, it, that's not how it happened, but whatever. <laughs> but there was a it was so convoluted. It, it, it was displayed. It was absolutely convoluted. I just I don't think the NWO is the best. You said that and I was like, eh, I don't think that's the best comparison. But yes, it was definitely. I just mean no people force. leaving groups and joining groups with there being no real good reason for it and 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 extraneous members that don't matter aka 2.0 <laughs> you gotta have a tag team in stable i mean sure <laughs> sure you do um, it just felt like such a weird thrown together like now we're gonna have this new group yeah here's like, this other thing well, and, it, and i want you to care weird about it because of you did the same thing later in the night too that was the yeah. weirdest part about yeah. it and at least that one, you can see the exact reason why they did it. They just want the Hardys together. Sure. So whatever. Okay. And, and, and Jeff, Jeff Danzig when making a save is simultaneously the worst and most Jeff Hardy moment in the history of wrestling. Oh, right. When he started dancing. Yeah. The yeah when he's like, I got to get out there. But <laughs> yeah. I stop at the top of the yeah. Because it's my, it's the first time people have seen me. So I've got to make a big I, deal out of it. Right. The, and, and I totally believe that was a Jeff Hardy decision. And it's like the most on brand thing ever. So I, I almost can't be mad at it, but I just laughed so hard at that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, there's no getting around it. It was, it was weird. There's no question. It was weird. Um, I don't know. I'm in a, I'm in a weird place. I'm in a weird place because I, I think part of the other problem for me is that Eddie Kingston isn't really a face either. He's this other thing. So I, Santana and Ortiz aren't really faces. Right. Either, so it almost works as just an entity. I, that part of it, that alone, it's just that the idea that Chris Jericho is a super heel because of what he's doing to these right. guys, that doesn't work. Okay, that that's fair. That's fair. Like, he's not a super heel because these guys aren't really faces. They're all just kind of guys. Like, I get that he's supposed to be the super heel in this, but I don't know. I don't. The other guys hit people with a sock full of quarters. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, it just missed. It utterly missed. It was a huge whiff for me where I'm like, oh, okay, that was a thing that occurred. And again, I, I knew that as soon as I said that, everybody was going to be like, well, it's just because you hate Daniel Garcia. And I've said before, I don't hate Daniel Garcia. I nothing him. And I well, still nothing you know him. And, and, and that's why I'm going to kind of look at this as, you know what? Maybe this is going to help make Daniel Garcia something. Maybe. I mean, I, Maybe. I, I hope. I hope it does, I guess. I they're, because they're sure as F going to force him down our throats. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I hope he's somehow more relevant moving forward. But I, I don't know. I'm just... This is this absolutely reeked of just doing something for the sake of doing it, and I, yeah. like I, I literally shrugged my shoulders and just said, I would have rather Chris Jericho just turned heel on his own, like just spun and and really been heel, and if Hager wanted to come with him for the ride, by all means, I, I don't know, throwing, why. Why? Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, if it was just Daniel Garcia and you had Hager, Garcia, and Jericho versus, you know, uh, Kingston, Santana, and, and Ortiz. And you could, so, at that point, even, right, you could even tell the story of, you know, of, of Daniel Garcia saying, I was listening to Brian Danielson and I needed to be around a veteran. But he's just... And, and you, you have Jericho say, I see you in me. You know, something along those right, lines. But you're just... 
this is and a different. He still brought his buddies. The, the, yeah, the two point thing doesn't work right now because there's not another five person group that they need to. And with. and two is not a thing. No one cares. Like their their existence is irrelevant. I, they they might be the nicest people in the world and the best professional wrestlers ever. I have no clue. But AEW has not made them matter in any way. No matter how many times they bring them out there and say two they are irrelevant. It's it's. The, the inner circle worked because they were a direct mirror or whatever you want to say, antithesis of the elite. You right. had five, you had five, you needed the five-person group. You don't need the five-person group if there's no other five-person groups. I agree. Until until you have, you know, Christian join the right. uh, yeah, correct. party yes. and, and, and Sting but, and, and Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah, or, or you know, I guess it's FTR turning face, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> that was weird, too. Yeah, it was weird. There's no doubt that it was weird. There's no doubt. There was a lot of weird going on, wasn't there? Just an awful lot of weird. I but mean, there there was one undeniably great. That's until, Regal. It, until Wednesday. No, that, that promo we cut? Are you... It was awful. Um, I'm in a weird place. I disagree with it you, Brandon. It started out good. It wasn't, it wasn't awful. It did when... probably keep going for, for too long without yes. enough to say and... You know, I guess he kind of like he tweeted about that today. That, yeah, he apologized for going a little long. He, oh, um, he did. Yeah, yeah. Like he he did screw that up. Also, they at some point should probably. I know that like they're selling the emotional moment and how much Tony uh, Shivani meant Shivani to, meant, yeah, but they should right. probably address the fact that Tony Shivani like was taking shots at him on the way out the door in WCW instead yeah. of pretending like that didn't happen. Like that's a that's a weird thing. Like I I drastically remember. Tony Schiavone going out of his way to talk about, you know, and we had to put over you, Steve Regal, on the final <laughs> episode of Nitro. Yeah. Like when 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 guys just sort of didn't care any longer and like were going off script because they weren't they were about to be unemployed. Um you, you kind of do have to clean that up and not just sort of pretend like it never happened. And all it took was, you know, William Regal just say addressing it. As he was getting emotional there, and they or, or even say, you know, yeah, you said that, but we hashed that's that it. out long right. ago. Right, that's it. That's all you got to do. All you got to do. It was like I couldn't believe, as it was like, and I'm not even the ten that other people are as wrestling fans, but I remember that so well from that night. And that's funny. I, I don't like. I remember him taking shots. I don't remember the regal one specifically, but oh. I don't remember that. Oh, I, he, I he definitely, he absolutely said Steve Regal, like. At William Regal cut a promo that they aired on the Nitro version, like when they were doing the, you know, the cut-ins during Nitro right. yeah, to yeah, Raw. Yeah. Regal cut a promo that aired, and afterwards they cut back the announce table. And Tony, I wish I could get the exact wording of it. And I searched for it again last night, and every other people definitely remembered, um, but I couldn't find the exact wording. It was we even had to put you over, Steve Regal. It was a big one. It was one that yeah. was like it came off more like we genuinely hate you. More more like off script and less, hey, this is just starting the WCW WWF right. thing. Right. Exactly the way it was. I'll try to come up with exactly what uh oh, the first thing yeah. I find. Tony Schiavone rips William Re- rips on William Regal. Uh hang on. I'll see. They got a link to the YouTube clip, so I, there's, there's, there's no way this will work or that anybody will actually hear it, but I'll attempt to do it anyway. Oh, that video isn't available anymore. Of course, of course, not. of course, it's not available anymore. But I, I, but overall, Regal coming in, Regal managing Danielson and Moxley works 100. Uh, percent Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. I mean, I'm not. 
you know. Yes, um, Regal's great. <laughs> I, I I completely agree. I love William Regal. I'm all for William Regal. Now, the funny part being what I, I texted you guys, which is... Yeah, oh, I, and I thought the exact same he's thing. He's the perfect fit to be used in the role that I was talking about last week, which is someone who can be Tony Khan without being Tony Khan. Now, and I think I think he ends up being that. I hope that's what he ends up being. I'm terrified that he won't. Like, I, you know, I, I just don't believe that this Moxley Danielson thing is a long term thing. So I think he can do this for a little bit and then kind of settle into that role. But but here's the thing: I think they're obsessed with these guys, like that they want to see, like get physical with people on the outside of the ring, like. It feels like that too. Well, yeah, but like, isn't that what we complain about all the time? It's like the Arn Andersons and the Tully Blanchards and the all these guys, Don Callis's and all the guys out there. Regal Regal is close enough to is still within memory of being a wrestler that I think it's okay. That they're at least they're obsessed with like having him do something during but, a match. And, but I'm okay. Like, he's, what, seven By years the way, I finally, from I, having hang, ridiculous matches with Cesaro? Hang on. I just I just want to share because I finally found it. So Regal cut a promo making fun of WCW, and then Tony Schiavone said, to sit here and listen to their commissioner rip WCW? Come on. I mean, we've had to do some crazy things, Steve Regal, including putting your ass over on TV. So because he cut the pro, I, that's just kind of the question: is how much of that was, was whatever. But, but yeah, you, do you think Vince McMahon have. scripted that? You think Vince McMahon scripted him saying Steve no, Regal? Legitimately upset. Yes, yeah. I. Th- there was one thousand percent something in there. Now that he, I, I, again, I'm not trying to pretend. The story is that that William Regal does genuinely credit Tony Schiavone for helping him. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, he like, says that like he was the first person to pull him over and give him promo lessons. But you, that was a. I, it was really memorable how abrasive that was in that moment and to not address it in any way just was weird. That's all. It's weird to just pretend like it never happens. It was also weird that he put over, um, (laughs) he put over Brian Danielson for like five minutes and he's like, and this guy too. <laughs> oh like, yeah, he, de- he de- just- yeah he definitely was in love with um uh, with Danielson, right. and also Moxley was present. And well, <laughs> he's there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that no was doubt. a little weird. It was weird. I You're mean, to be fair, Dan- Danielson has been Regal's boy forever and ever and ever, and Moxley hasn't. So there's almost some logic in that, but. Yes. I mean, fucking make something up, right? Right. right. No, I, I definitely agree with and he, that. And apparently he was with they Moxley. Tried to. He was with yeah. Moxley at FCW at one point. It's not like... Sure. It's no, m- yeah, no, no. They, they worked together. But, like, Danielson from moment one of his I, career... I, I understand that. And there's... Every step of the way. It was, Brandon's not wrong, though. Everybody picked up on it. It was... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. It was, this weird. guy's the greatest person ever, and he's here, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way... Wait. The that guy could be he's foreshadowing saying, for all wait, we know. But the, but the guy that he's saying and he's here too is one of the biggest stars in the business. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. I, like, yeah. It, it wasn't Daniel Garcia standing over there. <laughs> just saying. Uh, anything else? I, it, I'm, I'm all good with wrapping up for the week. What else do you guys want to talk about? Uh, the only other thing is where exactly they're going. Because, like, at first I thought that the, the finish on Sunday it was a little awkward with how the crowd turned on it. And I was like, okay, maybe that was just a miscalculated, but then you had, you know, Paige be a dick to the dark order. And I'm wondering where they're going with that. Well, he wasn't really a 
dick to the dark. No, Order. And, but but and and singularity, but combining those two things, I wonder I if hear they're you. I, I hear what you're saying. It, I think it's it's so they can explain whenever he gets in over his head with this whole other cluster F situation that th- that's how they'll explain that they're not helping him is that he sort of distanced himself because you can't tell a story how it's, I, I can't, I don't want to use the word can't. It's hard to tell a story. I, I would think when you have all these people that whatever we want to call it, the elite, the bullet club, this whole story they're going to do with all these people. I think that you need to get him away from the dark order in order to properly do that because the whole time you would just say, well, he has 75 friends that should be helping right now. And it, But at the same time, so, it also... So you're saying that doesn't tie into the, the ending on Sunday at all? What, what's the ending on Sunday? I'm, I'm so so he, he, he takes off his belt. He ties Cole to the ropes. The crowd starts booing him very clearly. The crowd was not happy. The crowd was a very pro Adam Cole cr- crowd, though, from well, from, from introductions. Yeah, right. but but they had but they're like they were. It's, there's a difference between pro Adam Cole and anti Adam. No, there was definitely booing. Like it was awkward. I I, I yeah. didn't know how much we were going to talk about it. There was booing of Adam Page as he was introduced, and it felt way more just a we like Adam Cole. We want Adam yeah. Cole to be the guy. We kind of don't care about anything else. And, and I, like I, and like not to be whatever, but he's not Johnny Gargano. He can't flip it right. Like. Like, right, like we but, saw that firsthand. Like we saw Johnny Gargano come out and get completely booed, and then they flipped it and had him the, the guy they wanted to be cheered. Unfortunately, I, I just don't think Adam Page is that guy. That, it, that it, is, it just he's it, good, right? But he's not but it, that. It felt the going extra sadistic was a. It, it felt at the time in the moment like it might have been an actual choice to try to draw on something. God, that would be really weird for me if it is. That and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like I don't know exactly what this is. I, I think mm. it's a bad it's a bad decision if that's what it is. It's possible it's just a miscalculation there, but I'm very curious as to where that. Well, I, I think it speaks to the bigger problem, which is that Adam Page shouldn't be a long term champion. Like, I, right? I, yeah, he should be losing in May. A- Adam Page was there for a moment, and I and I, I don't mean that to be disrespectful to him. That that's all it was. It was about the moment. Frankly, I don't know that he needed to even win at a pay per view. Like, I, I he just I, had the win. He had to beat Kenny. Right. That was the entirety of it, is that he had to beat Kenny. I don't think there was any other story to be told other than him beating Kenny. Now, again, Aaron, as we've talked about for weeks, this should have been cleaned up nicely. This should have been that he ultimately was the setup guy to have to lose to MJF, right? Like, yes. MJF, MJF wins. He's the champion. I, at this point, between Don Callis coming out on the pre-show and all, like, I wonder if they're just going right back to Omega you know, at the next pay-per-view, and that's the way it's going to be. I, I didn't read too much. It the, the crowd came off way more, we love Adam Cole. And maybe a good bit of the old NXT crowd that was in that audience yeah. over the course of the weekend, that's our guy. We want him to win. If you're not Adam Cole, we don't like you. It didn't feel to me like they were playing into it in any way. It felt way more like a... Oh right, we forgot that wrestling fans are a holes that that want to get themselves over more than they care about the story that they're being and, told. And that's and that's what I took from it on Sunday. And then you added that wrinkle on Wednesday, where you know he was fine, like it was nothing over the top heelish, but again, just a little bit dickish. And I just wonder. It makes me wonder. I mean, but what would they be doing that for? Like, that, what, that what would I can't that, out. that's unless the... unless God forbid they want to start CM turning Punk. him for CM Punk? Yeah. 
I mean, they can always do that. This is the WWE yeah. and Brock Lesnar. You know, like, the, it, the answer can always just be CM Punk. It just sort of feels like maybe you should have actually done something good with CM Punk at this pay-per-view if that was the case. Like, you know, if... I don't Make want any of this, him. but maybe you should have actually told a good CM Punk story where he actually overcame MJF and like the whole thing. Maybe you should have done that if you were going that direction. I don't think Unless you should go that direction. The long-term plan is for then the third match to be MJF beating CM Punk for the title next year. Well, it shouldn't be next year. <laughs> like they should yeah, definitely not be waiting that long. If you wanted, if you wanted me, if you wanted well, to say CM Punk beats Paige in May and MJF wins in the fall. I'll yeah. listen or January one of the t depending on how long it takes step one and step two to get there. I'm just saying like if they did that so that you could say that neither person beat the other one really. It, it, it has it has to. And, but I, I don't think it can go it, into 2023. Yeah, I, I think did. it has to be more directly. But it, OK, but the time frame aside, like just the idea itself. I, like I it, will. I will listen to that. In theory, you have two guys who have not beat each other really. That's what we have ended up with in this feud. Yes. The, but the only uh, the only strange thing about it is, like, you built up HB the ultimate baby face just to turn him heel and drop it to CM Punk. And but but, really but, but the, only the only argument I will make is that he has other things to do. Like, he has 500 people to work with right now. There's a whole convoluted thing coming with this elite bullet club whatever thing that they're going to do. Um, so the only argument I would make is it's not, it's not the same as like with Big E where, you know, yes, you can put him back in the new day, but by, but by um, taking the title off of him, the new day needs to figure out something to do. You know what I mean? In this case, there's stuff there for them to do. Adam Page can go off and be part of the story and do whatever they're going to do. And he's not floating around in the oh, ether. But in order, I'm not, I'm not saying and you've, hold on. And you've legitimized him as a major main event person by having him win the title. I don't disagree with you. The only problem is if you're talking about making him a little bit more, whether it's tweenerish or a little more heelish, it's then kind of tough to put him in as the ultimate baby face siding with the bucks against uh, Cole O'Reilly and fish. If you're trying to muddy the water a little but bit, but that there. depends on what Kenny's doing. Cause like, w wouldn't he be the in between? Well, if, Ke if Kenny Kenny's doing like one thing, Adam Cole doing the other, and then he'd be in the middle, right? I think that if Kenny's around, you're not putting Paige back into it. I think you're putting Paige back into it if because you're looking at Paige in the box versus Cole O'Reilly and Fish. I mean, they, they, Don Callis just cut a pro. I mean, I I feel like that was the beginning of Kenny coming back, don't you? Oh, 1,000% it felt that it way. It just depends on what role. Like, I could absolutely see Kenny come back and for a while as he's continuing to rest up, just kind of add it acting as, as the in-between manager, for lack of a better well, term. And as we talked but about, it felt like they were doing he's something. He's going to be involved with all these guys, though. Yes. He has to be. But it the question make... is, can he wrestle? What's the issue? Is he hurt? Yes. Oh, yeah. He has Yo, bad, legitimately bad hurt. back yeah. and neck problems. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, he was, he was having, he was apparently, for the past couple of years, has been battling really severe vertigo. I don't know if you do that Don Callis thing if they don't know he's wrestling. I think that's weird. The fact that they did it on the pre-show, yeah, I think you say that. I think the it could. Act, it, there is the argument that if it's on the pre-show, it could be nothing more than just we still we're paying Don Callis, so let's have him show up here and do something, right? Like, okay, I, it's possible. I I get your point, and I was feeling something about it too. It felt to me. Like it was the way of announcing that Kenny Omega is coming back. But Aaron's point is relevant. It 
They didn't do it on the pay-per-view. They didn't they they did it on the pre-show. And you know, it it could literally be just nothing more than here's a bit more content with somebody we have that we haven't used in any way for a long time and yet is collecting a check. That that's plausible that it's nothing more than that. All right. All right. Anything else we need to cover? I don't think so. Very good. Let's get your plugs in. Aaron. Oh, by the uh, way, so- I'm the jerk. Yes. I did go back and listen. I was wrong. About Aaron did plug him he plugged his Twitter at last week. When I oh. when I said he didn't, he absolutely at the start of his it, it was different. It wasn't what I'm used to him doing, but he plugged it at the beginning of uh, his plugs. So I was wrong. And, and, and just for you, I'm going to make sure to plug it at the end. Thank of you. It. So That'll I'll be start more with helpful. the VEASAN. Check out VEASAN.com. We have a lot of good March Madness stuff. VEASAN.com slash Madness on Selection Sunday. We're going to be partnering with DraftKings doing a full six-hour Selection Sunday show. As the lines come out, we're going to be breaking them down, breaking down uh, brackets, futures, from uh, Circa here in Vegas, out at the DraftKings studios, we'll be having odds makers. We'll be having experts on. It'll be good. So check that out on Selection Sunday, and follow me on Twitter at the AOC. Nah, how about that? That's interesting. All right, Brandon. So we just announced um, a couple of different things. Uh, Can't feel my face. 2010's dance party on Friday, May sixth. Uh, Glenn, if you might remember or not remember. Um, when we went to the '90s dance party, I'm all in. I went. Dead. In fact, I went to one without you. I went to the 2000s <laughs> dance party once because I had, I had a friend in town who was like, "What is there to do on Saturday night?" And I'm so old that I didn't know. And I was like, "What's going on at Ramshead? I know a guy." <laughs> yep, same people that do those are doing this one, so it'll be a fantastic time. Uh, Two feet is coming to Ramshead on May 14th, and then and also I started working with this room called the Starland Ballroom in New Jersey. So if there's anyone listening from New Jersey, we just announced Midtown, who hasn't done shows since 2014. And even then, those were the only two or three shows they had done since 2005 when they broke up. So that band's back. We're doing two nights with them at Starland Ballroom. One show sold out on the pre-sale, and the other one, there will be some tickets available Friday when it goes on sale. But we expect those not to last. So December uh, second and third are those shows in uh, Sayreville, New Jersey. Very good. And as always, oh, yeah. I am at Brandon. Yeah, Lincoln you should plug Twitter. your Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, at AJ Francis four one zero is how you follow him. He's uh, doing Booker T's event in Dallas, right? Didn't they just announce that. that today? Yeah. They announced they're yep. gonna they're gonna be at that uh, down on uh, Mania weekend. So go check that out if you're heading. Joey Janela just announced Maven's gonna be on Spring Break. Oh, uh, that's kind of cool. About that. What's how old is Maven by the way right now? <laughs> Old. I don't Pretty, want. To, I mean, he would have been what mid twenties and yeah, tough I enough. I don't. I don't want to. Th- I don't want to think about it. It's just going to depress me. Like it's just <laughs> going to depress me. All right, at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com for me, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Hmm. Jobbing out. How?